Well, this week I actually wanted to start with a, uh, a, um, a demonstration of what we talked about last week. We, we ended the service with a, a short little prop that I've actually brought back in. And so uh, last week we talked about how there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And Paul says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That there's no more condemnation if you are found in Christ Jesus. And so before Jesus, there was condemnation. There was guilt. There was shame. There was pain. There was all the things that go along with being condemned because nobody was perfect. And we lived in condemnation. And then so if this, is, if this represents condemnation, it was poured out on people. So it poured out into our life. And we were filled with condemnation, completely full to the brim of condemnation and feeling condemned and feeling guilty. But what Paul says is there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we no longer have to live in condemnation because we are found in Christ Jesus. What Jesus did for us on the cross, he died on the cross and his blood was spilt and it covered all of our lives. So we no longer are condemned. So what Jesus did is he took our life and he poured our condemnation into him. And there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That when we live in Christ Jesus, we are not condemned. Jesus took it all. He paid the ultimate price that we don't have to live that way anymore. We don't have to live in condemnation. But I ended last week with, now what Jesus does is he fills us with his spirit. Because we're no longer condemned, so we're empty vessels. We're empty vessels in life and uh, there's no longer condemnation, but there is an opportunity to be filled with the presence of God. And what God did is he opened up the door that all of us can actually be filled with the presence of God. So no longer is God this God that we're praying to up in the sky. Hey, I don't know if you see what's going on in my life. I don't know if you know what's going on in my family. I don't see if you're, what's happening in my heart. But, but Jesus actually knows because he fills us with his presence and his power. And so we are filled with the presence of God because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. He fills us up with his presence and his power. So we are actually bearers of the presence of God now. Everyone in this room, because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross, we can actually bear the presence of God in our life. We don't live condemned. We actually live in the presence of God. So there's no more guilt, there's no more shame, there's actually just the presence of God filling up our lives. And every single one of us has the opportunity to do that, to be filled with his power and his presence. So what I'd like to talk about today is what happens when God inhabits us, when we're filled with God's presence. What are some things in our life that change? What are, what are things that God does in our life? How do we live out this life on earth by being filled with the presence of God, what changes? Is there anything in our life that changes at all? So I'd like to look at Romans 8, 5. And Paul gives this really great picture of what changes in our lives when we're filled with God's presence. If you guys want to turn there in your Bible, it's going to be Romans 8, 5. If not, it's going to be up here on the screen too. I'm going to go ahead and pray and then uh, we'll jump right in. God, we thank you so much. 
you're so good to us. And just as we sing those songs of um, no matter what's going on in life, we just come back to the realization, God, you're so good. You've been so faithful. And so, Lord, you brought us all here together. We're doing what your scripture tells us, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Is we're, we're doing what you invite us into. And so I just pray in this moment right here, Lord, I just pray that you would just speak directly to our hearts. You would either remind us of the goodness that you've done in our life and the things that you're calling us to, or this would just be fresh and new. Whatever it may be, Lord, would you speak directly to our hearts? Now just choose to get out of your way, God. Speak directly to people and um, way beyond my comprehension or anything that I can say, Lord, we want to hear from you. Have your way, God. Amen. Romans 8, 5. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their mindset on what the nature desires. So Paul gave this whole beautiful picture of we're not condemned anymore, and then he goes back to remind us that when we live according to sinful nature, our minds are going to be set on what sinful nature desires. Our minds will get set on that. I've realized this when, when dieting. If I think about not eating, or if I'm always thinking about I should eat so much better, I will eat really bad. I should probably order a to-go box with my meal. Mm, I think I could finish this. You know, when, when you're thinking about something that you don't want to do all the time, most likely you're going to do it. Has anyone else found that to be true? But Paul gives us this demonstration of what the sinful nature desires, so what our flesh desires, will constantly be pulled into that unless there's a change Unless there's something different that happens in our life. And so he gives us what that something different is. But those who live according with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So if we live according to the Spirit, our minds are set on what God desires for our life. We're filled with his presence and we no longer struggle with a lot of the things that we were struggling that were sinful desires because our minds are filled with the spirit of God. And so our lives are lived out pleasing the Lord. Not because we have to, but because, because we want to. Our lives are lived out that way. Then he goes on to say this, six through eight says, the mind controlled by sinful nature is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by sinful nature cannot please God. When our minds are completely filled with our own sinful nature and what our flesh desires is really hard to please God, but when our minds are filled with the presence of God and in uh, what he desires, then we can please the Lord. And so the very first thing that comes when you are filled with the Spirit of God, the first thing Paul points it out and he says, the first thing is, is you're going to receive peace. 
you're going to receive peace. If you look for peace without God in the equation, it's a radical adventure of heartbreak. Has anybody been down that road? Looking for all these different things that will try to bring peace in our life. But Paul says when you're filled with the Spirit, you will receive peace. Peace of mind. Can I get an amen? How great would it be to have peace of mind? You know our minds are just constantly racing. Just constantly racing. Getting thrown so much at us at all times. But when you're filled with the presence of God, when God inhabits us, we can have peace of mind. That's what he does. He gives us peace. And so I would love to just pray that over us this morning. I don't want to wait till the end of the service. I want to pray that now. Why wait till later? So let's just pray. I just invite you. There's just anything that's going on in your life that you need peace for today. This isn't about, I just want to be really clear. This isn't about Neil's prayer or anyone else's prayer. This is about God inhabits you. And he gives you peace of mind. So if you have something else that's like, oh, you, this is about what the Lord does in us, okay? Peace of mind, right here, right now. I'm going to go ahead and pray that over you. In Jesus' name, I just pray, this is for everyone too. For everyone in this room, Lord, would you just give us peace right now? Yeah. Your peace, God. Come, Holy Spirit. Slower minds down. Give us peace in any storms that we're in right now. There's a passage in, in the Bible where it says that Jesus, the, the disciples were going crazy because there's this huge storm and, and they're in a boat and Jesus is just in the bottom of the boat sleeping. That kind of peace. Lord, would you give us peace, God, for, for anything going on in life that maybe our boat is getting rocked and our world's getting um, thrown by the wind and the waves. Peace, God. Come, Lord. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Did anyone in this room feel a shift in their mindset with peace? Just go ahead and raise your hand if you're like, you know what? I felt some peace right there. Yeah, because God's present presence inhabits us. He's with us. He's right here. God is at peace, right? God's at peace. So the first thing that we receive when God inhabits us is we receive peace. We get to live out our lives in peace. The second thing we get is found in 9-11. Paul just keeps explaining what happens when we live by the Spirit of God. He says, you, however, are not controlled by your sinful nature, but are in the Spirit if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. 
But if Christ is in you, then even those, even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. So we receive peace, and the second thing we receive when the Spirit of God lives in us is we receive power. We receive peace, and we receive power. Our prayers become powerful when the presence of God is living in us. We start praying God's will because God doesn't argue with himself. We receive power. Jesus says that as he leaves the earth and he goes to heaven, he says, I'm coming back. But before he leaves, he says, all power and authority has been given to me. And so when we pray in Jesus' name, there is power found in his name. No longer are we praying prayers that, man, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know what my part in is in this. I don't know how I'm going to like, accomplish this. It's not about us anymore. It's about our prayers being powerful because we're filled with the presence of God and we start to trust God is going to work this thing out. We receive power when the presence of God inhabits us. We can pray for anything. Did you notice what Paul says there? He says that we receive the same power that raised Christ from the dead. So if Christ was raised from the dead and we receive that same power, then everything under the sun is worth a prayer. (laughs) Right? We can pray for anything. We receive power when Christ inhabits us. So just a quick recap, when we are filled with the presence of God, we have peace and we have power. We are filled with the presence of God. We are no longer condemned. Instead, we are filled with God's presence. He has found all of us approved. You meet the requirements. You know why? Because Jesus just loves you so much. And so we receive peace and we receive power to live out the rest of our days. I just want to share one of the the biggest disconnects that I've seen with this. And that's found in uh, Mark 2, 22. It's going to be up here on the On the screen, it says this, And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. It's a nice little lesson on vineyards. (laughs) What he's saying is, is when the presence of God fills your life, it's not about your old wineskin and God pouring out his his new wine into your old wineskin. It's about receiving new wine with new wineskins. There's a difference there. You're not trying to fit God into your old life and your old behaviors. What you're doing is you're taking on a brand new life, a brand new identity. This is the new life that God has for you. It's brand new life. 
He wants to pour out blessing on you. He wants, he wants to use your life to bring growth. He wants you to grow in him. It's a brand new life, and, and he has amazing plans for your life. He didn't create you with, without plans and purpose. He created you with plans and purpose, and he wants to grow those in your life. This is a new wineskin with a new wine, with what God wants to do. But the biggest disconnect that I've seen over the years is that a lot of people try fitting their old life into the new life. Okay, so God gave me a new life, but I got this old life. And so do I just kind of fit it in here? Do I, where, do I, where do I put this thing? Okay, maybe, maybe I need a bigger, a, a bigger planter to, to fit in my old life. So like my old life is my old behaviors. Well, I'm somebody that just kind of flies off the handle. Let's fit that into my new life that God has. You don't have to be. You don't have to be anymore. What God does is he, he works from the inside out. He, he works from the inside out, and, and he has a brand new life for us. And so we don't have to try to fit our old life into his new life that he has for us. Well, you know, gossip's just something I'm really good at. <laughs> it doesn't have to be anymore. You know, everyone in my family is just gigantic drinkers. We get trashed. You don't have to anymore. It's a brand new life. God has a new life for you. And so what we can do is we can just get rid of the old life, get rid of the old life, and then focus on the new life. Focus on what God's doing in the new life and, and the new behaviors that he's growing inside us and trusting, trusting what the Lord's doing inside of us. And so today... My invite is this, is number one, that you know that you can be filled with the presence of God. God's spirit wants to inhabit your heart and inhabit your life, and he has a brand new life for you. And so leave the old life behind and the old ways behind and watch what the Lord can do. Watch what he can do in his power and in his presence and in his peace. It's available to all of us in this room. The one thing that the Bible invites us into is just to say, yes, man, I want that. I want that. I want what God has for me. I, I want a new life. So I just want to invite you, even this morning, to, to just receive a brand new life in Christ. A brand new life of being filled with his presence, to be filled with his power, to, to be filled with his peace. That this isn't a Sunday morning thing, but this is, this is something that's ongoing. That, that you can take this out of here and not have prayers that are to this lofty God in the sky, but have prayers to a God that resides inside your heart. To take that away. Go, I want to be filled with your presence, God. Help me. Fill me up once again. So I just want to pray that over you. You can go ahead and remain seated. And then if you're getting baptized, I just invite you to just start lining up in the, the hall here. Baptism's a great way of just saying yes to the Lord, that you want to create new space for him, that you want a new life. 
And so um, if that's you today and you're like, you know what, I didn't mark on that little box that I want to get baptized, but you're like, yeah, I would like to get baptized today, you're welcome to get baptized today too. We have, we have clothes for you. We got really cool t-shirts to, uh, to give you if you'd like to get baptized. Just go ahead and line up down here. If you're like, you know what, I want a new life. I'm tired of the old life. I want to trade it in. <laughs> Just get rid of that thing. So let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you have invited us. <laughs> you, have, you have invited us to the table of new life, invited us to, to be close to you, to be right next to you, to be near you, to, for you to live in us. And so, Lord, I just, uh, yeah, would you just, would you just help us to get that from our head to our heart right now? Would you give us... Um, Inside of what that looks like on a, in a daily living basis. And Lord, I just pray for anyone that's just dealt with a lot of religion in their life and is just really looking for a brand new fresh start this morning, has just been confused. Maybe there's, there's been turmoil of the mind and there's also been confusion and deception with religious type talk. And so Lord, I just pray that this new life would just be very clear to people's hearts and minds this morning, that there'd be nothing that would block that. In Jesus' name. Just as we're praying, I just invite you, if you're saying, you know what, um, I don't want to try to fit my old life into this new life, and I would like to just get rid of my old life and take on a brand new life of Christ where, where he lives inside of me. Your very first step is just to say yes to Jesus. Say, yes, Jesus, come into my heart and fill me with your love. Come into my heart and fill me with your love. So I just invite you, if that's you this morning, just go ahead and raise your hand. Just say, yep, that's me. I want to I start following Jesus. Amen. 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 Very cool. Very cool. Lord, just meet us right where we're at. I just pray for every single hand that was raised that um, you would just totally do what you say you do what you promised to do, that you would just be near this entire week, that it would just be a brand new life. Lord, surround them with, with really quality, um, uplifting people that will speak life into their life and not remind them of their past. In anything that uh, has had control over their life in the past, we just rebuke that right now in Jesus' name, that it just needs to go right now. Just take hold of the power and the authority that you've given us. Would you guys just all just say this with me? Jesus, come into my heart and fill me with your love. I receive new life today. Not because of what I've done, but because of what you've done.